0: Tonight on Whiskey Waffle, we are going to go around Tasmania in a podcast. Let's get this out of the way to start with. Does
1: it smell like bourbon?
0: <clears throat> yes. Basically, Ted,
1: everything we say sounds like a you fancy. <laughs> That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast.
0: I mean, cast. Good evening, Tide, to you. Well met by Moonlight's fellow wanderer. Forsooth. Ted, what are you on about? I don't know. I, I haven't had, even had a drink yet. so <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you need to have a drink. Then you'll start yeah. speaking English again.
0: I'm, I'm, like, um, I'm like Bender from Futurama. I actually need uh, a drink to function properly.
1: Yeah, well, maybe this is it. We need a drink to podcast properly. So I've mentioned that your name is Ted, but I should probably mention my name is Nick. And I should mention that this is the Whiskey Waffle Podcast.
0: It is! And we are very excited to be here with you.
1: Yes, on this thrilling, monumental 49th
0: episode, forty nine. Mm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah,
1: like, I know. Not as amazing as the next episode when we finally get to fifty. But um,
0: oh, you know. and we have got some good things lined up for the fiftieth. Yeah, it's
1: a, we're going to call it a double celebration. But we'll keep you uh keep you waiting for that
0: one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you're doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing not too bad. I'm glad to be here, having a drink with you and talking down the mic. Excellent, excellent. So
1: let's uh let's talk about what's in the what's in the Glen Can glass. Right now, because it's the first time either of us have tried this. Mm. It's because it only arrived in the post today, which really dates our recording session. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> yep. Um, wow. So this one is the latest one from the Whiskey Club.
0: Yes. And it has the number 30 on it.
1: Yes. It is from the Seminal Tasmanian Distillery Lark, or the House of Lark, as they are now. Mm. And um, this one is not a Lark.
0: But it is, well, but it's not. I mean, there is but quite a bit is, of conjecture. But it's not. <laughs> there is quite a bit of conjecture about whats is and isn't isn't a lark um, out there. So uh, is this is true. Well, it's is, wearing... is this just normal lark?
1: <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. No, it's. Uh, it always states when it is a blend, and this one does state that it's a blend or marriage, as it's probably. No, it um, says blended malt whiskey. Does it? It says marriage or somewhere else, but uh, it is both. But it is a blended malt because it is a mixture of six different Tasmanian single malts. It's called the Rising Tide. It's a bit of an anniversary celebration, and, um, yeah, we're about to try it for the first time.
0: We are. Um, you were saying that you quite like the uh, picture on the front. It's a nice nice picture of Tasmania. I was just thinking the the, the um, shaded sections on the map of Tasmania are the bits that are going to be inundated when the uh, sea levels rise Due to climate change, that's why it's called the rising tide.
1: <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. I just um, thought the black bits were the bits that don't have distilleries on it yet, and seeing as oh, yeah. it's the minority of the map, <laughs> probably accurate.
0: Yep. Yep. Can't move around Tasmania these days without stumbling across a distillery.
1: Yeah. So six different Tasmanian single malts mm. in there. Um, I've got my theories. You got any speculation before we start tasting it? Um. No. Well, I think we can assume there's some lark in there. Yeah. We'll knock that one out. I okay, think we can okay. also assume no. there's probably some um, Nant in there.
0: Yeah, okay. I think... I, I've been thinking maybe some Overeem. Yeah, well, they still have old barrels of Overeem from that I'm period I'm thinking time some OKD. Owned.
1: Yes, but I don't think it's OKD. I reckon it's Redlands mm. because that's when they sort of had their little affiliation when it was original Redlands. So there's four.
0: I wonder if there is maybe a bit of Sheen.
1: Mm, I'm suspecting this might be the case and just having a smell of it now i just think there might
0: mm. be i think yeah maybe a bit of yeah overeem and sh- sheeneem
1: yeah um that leaves one more and I, this is where i start drawing blanks so
0: <laughs> yeah look i don't think it's belgrove i think we can rule out belgrove yeah just from the nose. What, what happened to that sort of um, big Tasmanian blend series? Yeah,
1: now this isn't the first Tasmanian blend. There has been yeah. one before. Well, a couple of times in honour of Taz Whiskey Week where yeah. they'd blended initially an equal amount of all the participating distilleries. Um, and then when they... Mixed it all together at the end, they thought, this tastes a lot like Belgrave. <laughs> yeah. So the second one they did, they sort of dialed up and down the different amounts of different ones yeah. to try and create a better product. But I don't think, well, if there is any Belgrave, it's a very minuscule amount. So Do you I think there could be a instead. bit of
0: Sully's in there?
1: Mm. Hangar 17? For some reason, I was thinking a bit of Spring Bay, but I don't know why. Mm, yeah. uh, but anyway, we should, um, we should have a taste of it and see um, see what we think. Um, there is a hint of sweetness without really going too far down that route, isn't it? Mm. Uh, my my tasting note on the nose, if you if you will, was uh, columbines like sticky caramel. That is very coffees. on the nose. Yeah, it is a bit on the nose. Yeah, mm. you know those ones that came in the sort of blue and pink wrappers. Anyway, no. Um, but yeah, no, it is this sweet caramel um, bit of, palette.
0: Yeah, a bit of sherbet in there too, I think, mm. on the nose. Um, yeah, the um palette is relatively dry. Mm. Well, that's
1: what I was saying. Like mm. it hints at being sweet, but then it just dries off on the finish.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one.
1: Do you, do you feel that the palette is a bit muddied? Muddied, as in like it doesn't sort of push in any one direction. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like we were doing that episode on infinity casks a couple mm. of times ago, and um, yeah, we decided that infinity casks can just sort of, um, I guess, sandpaper off the edges of, um, you know, some of that character and interest. Yeah, it's, it's no. This is broader and. Yeah, I don't know if it is sharper. I think it's quite fat and gooey. Anyway, another palate coating. Mm. Um, I'm sure a bunch of our listeners have tried this one, so do let us know what you think. Patreons, get in touch on the on the message boards and let us know your thoughts.
0: Has it worked out? Has combining six different Tasmanian whiskies worked? Is it has it worked in the same way that it does for Scottish whiskey? Because I mean, you've I feel like with Scottish whiskey you've maybe got a bit more variety in what's going into there, whereas there's a very definite Tasmanian character that's all coming together here.
1: We're all trying to do the same thing and we end up with slightly different results. Mm. And You mix them together and you sort of uh, yeah, lose that uniqueness or at least a small part <laughs> of the uniqueness. <laughs> so there's a little bit of uniqueness left. <laughs> yep, he's...
0: Oh, you're the worst.
1: Tears coming out over there. Yeah, no, so definitely an interesting one. But having said that, like, a official release, um, six whiskeys blended together from Tasmania, I've got to own it,
0: so I'm mm. pleased I do. I own it too. Yes, two bottles arrived
1: in the post, one from my colleague over there. So we've cracked into mine, though, for some reason. Um,
0: <laughs> you offered. Yeah, well, this is true. And I didn't, uh, I didn't say no, so. <laughs> <laughs> local uh, news. Local news. Yes. Cutting to our local news with Ted. Bum, 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 bum. And we have reports from the ground that our mayor is going to build a distillery. What?
1: <laughs> this is true, actually. We've been following this story a little while, but there's always been a small little cynical part of me that's like, it's never going to happen. But I think it is going to happen.
0: I think there's two bits of this that are actually potentially going to happen. One is his stated intent of building a distillery. We believe it's co- going to be called Icon Distillery with mm, a K. That's his
1: brand. So, just to clarify, this is the Mayor of Burnie, our hometown. His, yeah. his name is Cons, his surname, um, and his hotels and all his businesses has got mm. the Con of Cons in there. So, Icon Distillery, I mean, it's, yeah, it's his, that's it's his it's brand. It. It's what he's which,
0: doing. Which kind of feels like is actually going to happen. He's been working on um, one of the old paper mill buildings um, in town. He's turning it into... Distillery. He's. I believe he had to cut a big hole in the first level floor, so the stills could come up from the ground and through the through the hole in the floor. The other bit, though, is an interesting. Is it a pipe dream? We'll see. He wants to have the biggest whiskey tasting collection on offer. In the world.
1: No, no, in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, is it only the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah, it might be the world. Hang on, let's look at some I, quotes.
0: I thought it here. said in the world in the article.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, because the, everything the advocate reports is always 100% accurate as oh, well. Oh, the aggravate. <laughs> Mr. Conn said he was still aiming to have the world's largest whiskey tasting selection at the new distillery. There you are, it is the world. Um, to quote, someone may overtake me before I open, but I'll catch them. Interesting. so a little bit of context. He also um, does own a bottle shop in town, one of Tedna's most frequently visited alcohol distribution centres. We have spent a few dollars in there, mm. Mm. and um, so he does know a bit about selling alcohol. That's that's kind of one of the things that he's made his money on.
0: Yeah. So we watch watch this space. Um, we will see what happens. Uh, we are starting to get a few more um, distilleries around the region, though. So Helly's Road's been up here for ages, but now we've got Alchemia um, up the road in Winyard. Um, we could be getting Icon. Yeah, if, by the if, end if, of
1: the year, he reckons.
0: Yeah, if, if you keep mm. going well up the uh, road, you get to um, Edge of the World distillery. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's got two barrels or something now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Interesting. 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 Yeah, so. Patreon news. Oh, yes. Got a couple of bits of Patreon news. Yes. Um. One, people have been Cleon spotting.
1: Oh, have they? Uh, yes. This is a new fun game to play. Yep. I saw Cleon at...
0: Yeah, well, whiskey is my jam. Reckons he saw Cleon out in the wild passing by. Um, uh, Lord Walden as well, I believe, um, spotted Cleon somewhere too. Yeah,
1: I think I saw Cleon um, in the central Midlands of Tasmania. Um, he he went to the wrong Campbelltown.
0: <laughs> uh, Cleon joke. He'll love that. Yep. People, listeners, folks of the world, if you have seen Cleon, please let us know. <laughs> He's not lost or anything. It's just,
1: uh, just for the novelty factor. Yeah, <laughs> clown's going to wake up tomorrow. There's going to be people outside his window with long lenses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, don't don't go that far. Just just let us know. Um. Yeah. But other exciting news: we've got a new drinking buddy.
0: We do, and this is this is actually a very interesting and kind of special drink. New drinking buddy.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Absolutely. This drinking buddy has history with whiskey waffle.
1: Yeah, he was—he was basically the Pete Best of Whiskey Waffle. Yeah, he um, is. Bit of context: Pete Best being the drummer from the Beatles that got sacked just before um, they released their first album.
0: Yes, this this drinking buddy is in fact the OG Lark companion mm. for Whiskey Waffle. The time that we went to Lark and had a incredible seminal experience. Actually, we've used seminal in this uh, intro twice now.
1: <laughs> I have to try and sneak it in throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah.
0: Uh, se- mentions of seminal. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone that- playing at home, drink every time you hear it. It's a wanky word. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, yes, I see what you did there. Yeah, no, we had that big session um, with Mr. Nick at um, Lark, and it was amazing. Yeah, but there was another Mr. Nick with us. Indeed. And so we must induct our new drinking buddy cue the music we induct you as an official waffler to pontificate purposefully
1: and verbalize verbosely
0: nick, nick corto
1: yep or corto as you'll be forever known throughout the rest of this podcast because i'm nick and uh, there can be only one it's like Cordo.
0: highlander yep
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was i nearly said outlander right there gosh they are very different things ah. Much less sex in Highlander. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lots of playing with swords, though. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it.
1: Yeah, no. Highlander is far more homoerotic, I think. <laughs> um, with Freddie doing the soundtrack.
0: Hey, hey, hey!
1: Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, Nick Cotto was um, a friend of ours from uni and a uh, fellow whiskey drinker. And so he came along on that original Lark trip that we did. And now he's going to be one of the waffles again, an official waffler officially
0: welcome on board sir yep no longer the peat best
1: (laughs) well that's enough mini topics i suppose we should get on to the main one anyway um i've mentioned that your name is nick should also mention that my
0: (laughs) wait who am i who are you
1: cue the music
0: Right, how does it go again? We're uh, you as an official yeah, waffle. Yeah, we're you as, as an official in, waffle. what uh, I Yeah. The waffle. We're all going on a virtual
1: holiday. No more actual travel for a year or two.
0: Yeah, so, tis the season for whiskey holidaying in Tasmania. Coming up very soon. Um, Taz Whiskey Week is coming up.
1: yeah. We're getting excited for that, making our own travel arrangements.
0: Yeah. So um, pe- people often, people sometimes come down to Tasmania and think, um, oh, I can just ride around it in a day hmm. and get back. So they'll, they'll come down on the spirit of Tasmania. They'll get off and like, yeah, I'm just going to ride around the island in a day, get back on the boat, see you tonight. Yep. Uh, doesn't quite work. Tasmania <laughs> is much bigger than you think. Just a little bit bigger than that. But we are going to go around Tasmania in a podcast.
1: Yes, all the way around a podcast. And you know the best thing about it? It's very cheap to it do is. it in a podcast. <laughs> less less so if you were to do this trip in actual real life. But um, that's okay. That's okay because, um, you know, everyone out there has unlimited budgets and just wants to get the most out of experiencing Tasmania and all their distilleries as possible, right?
0: Yeah. So um we're going to start in Melbourne, as our uh, friend Stretch would uh, call it, seeing as yep. he's a Melbourneite. <laughs> um. We, we've just ha- refueled ourselves quickly at Starwood Distillery mm-hmm. um, before yep. jumping on the boat. And then we've crossed the Bass Strait. All right, so you got off the boat. What do you do next, Ted? Well, Devonport is an absolute scumhole. I know that because I'm a Bernie boy, um, so <laughs> I wouldn't want to stay there at all. But if there is one good thing to do in Devonport... It's go visit our friends Neil and Bob at Sandy Gray Distillery.
1: Yes, um, who are just just out of Devonport, really in Sprayton. and it's not an actual cellar door that one. You might have to contact them, but if you want to see an impressive back garage, then uh, definitely um, check those guys out. Yeah,
0: the, if, if you're really sort of interested in small scale handcrafted Tasmanian distilling. Those guys are a great one to see. Actually, they've just got a new still though, so mm, yeah, um, yeah. that's pretty exciting. Um, while you're in the area as well, uh, check out uh, and Cider Company. Absolutely.
1: And um, now the next thing you can do is leave Devonport. Um, and
0: thank goodness for that. Yep.
1: And uh, a bit of <laughs> shameless self promotion time because the next logical step, if you're travelling around a few different drinks vendors, would be Eastford
0: Creek Vineyard. Eastford Creek Vineyard. What is this? Do place? tell me more.
1: It's a brand new vineyard just opened up just a few months ago on the northwest coast in. Dasafras, Tasmania, just off the highway, producing premium quality cool climate wines. And who can I meet if I
0: visit Eastford Creek?
1: Perhaps you might meet Nick from Whiskey Waffle, who is also the bar manager out there.
0: Ah, <laughs> no no nepotism here at all.
1: Not at all. So, yeah, no, that's my that's my side hustle, as well as uh, my teaching in the Whiskey Waffling. Um, also managing a vineyard cellar door as well. So, yeah, come and check that out and have a platter.
0: Yeah, so let's keep heading east that's mm. left if you get off the boat. Or mm. uh, um,
1: right if you're looking at a map of Tasmania. Yes, true. Mm. Um, let's keep cruising towards Launceston.
0: Yeah, let's let's actually go up the Frankfurt Highway and pop out um, up sort of the top end of the uh, Tamar. Yeah, and because cruise it's down that wine way. country up there. Absolutely, it's wine country. You are the wine man here, Nicholas. Yeah. How, do you, how do you describe the wines of the Tamar region? Jim uh, Sock.
1: Gym sock. Yeah, yeah, that's my specific tasting note. No, no um, it is an interesting, interesting, heavy flavour. Um, it's one of the warmer regions of Tassie, so it gets some uh, slightly heavier wines. And yeah, that sort of uh, sweaty sock sort of element comes into it in a really nice
0: way. Yeah, if you had to recommend a couple top ones. Yeah, well, um, there's, there's
1: there's a few within, within about 30 seconds worth um, from... Uh, swinging gate um, lovely rustic place Loyera, just around the corner and uh, Moore's Hill just within
0: yeah nice reach there now also near very very near to a winery is a distillery yeah um, with a very familiar last name
1: I know so cousin Justin um this is Turner still house out that way just next door to Tamar Ridge cellar Door. and um yeah these guys mainly producing gin at the moment but there is whiskey on the way
0: yes Justin is from America and so he's he's used his sort of heritage to uh, help define the spirit that they're making there. We are expecting quite a sort of an American-style whiskey.
1: Hmm. Uh, And anyway, then you're about 10 minutes away from Launceston, Tassie's second biggest
0: city. Yes, it is a city, I promise. Yes. (laughs) But to us, it's a big smoky hole in the ground. Well, this is it.
1: And it is literally a hole in the ground. It is very low-lying. The hills everywhere else um, sort of surround it, so therefore the temperatures get to minus, I don't know, seven billion or something.
0: Now, if if you want to to really stand out, As a
1: foreigner. Yes. Here's a hot tip. Call it Launceston. Just go around saying, I'm a near Launceston yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you really, really want to stand out as a foreigner and um, come from England, you can actually call it the original name of the actual proper place that it's named after in England called Launceston. Um, (laughs) And no one will know what the heck you're talking about. But if you want to be a local and blend in, blend in. Mm. See what I did there? Whiskey joke. Yeah, whiskey joke. Launceston.
1: Or even more... Lonnie,
0: Lonnie. yeah, yep.
1: so head up to Lonnie and there are a few distilleries here. We'll talk distilleries first and we might mention a few other things to see and do.
0: Yeah um well let's, let's they're uh, all on the outskirts though, yeah, they're they? all on the outskirts let's let's go um south to Perth yep. Scottish place yeah <laughs> yeah um, so we don't have
1: any originality and place names around here so.
0: The distillery in Perth uh, gained a bit of notoriety in the last couple of years because it had a major and very catastrophic fire there, but they Mm. are rebuilding. Um, It's the Adams Distillery.
1: Yeah, definitely worth checking out. I'm not sure if their cellar door's got regular hours yet or not. You Mm. might have to contact those guys. And a bit close to the airport. Now, if you've flown into Launceston, then these guys might be your first stop. Launceston Distillery, or Hangar 17 as we know it,
0: Hangar 17 because uh, they are based in an old aircraft hangar. Um, used to be the Ansett hangar there um, and a number of much older airlines. They, they had a bit of a bad run there because they opened up and pretty much flew straight into the storm of COVID, mm. um, and so all those people who are meant to be coming through Launceston Airport um, were not. <laughs> no, uh, no, but they're very nice there. It's yeah. definitely worth checking out. You can and you sit can on go some. Visit that one. You can sit on some Ansett airline seats. Mm, absolutely.
1: So, while well in Lonnie, like, what is there to do in Launceston? We've covered wine. We've covered whiskey. Um, yeah, there's um, beer. It's a good, big um, brewery. Yes, Bogues. Bogues.
0: Yep, Bogues. Go yep. to the park and see the monkeys.
1: Yeah, there are monkeys in the park. There's a yeah. lovely gorge that you can go and um, catch a chairlift around.
0: Yep. And um, Go look at the very silted up Tamar River. Mm-hmm. Get 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 in with the locals and start protesting the amount of mud and crap that's in there.
1: Yeah, well, I think we've just about covered Lonnie. Um, yeah. Yeah, now because this is an extravagant trip, this would ne- not necessarily be the most obvious path to take, but we're going the scenic route, ladies and gents. Um, Where to next?
0: We're going to head north now we're going to head straight up the tamar river yeah and then we are in a boat to... or uh, i mean you could but it's probably easier just to walk up it <laughs> um, how much muddier. Just we go- bring your wellies <laughs> we, we're going to um go straight up and then we're going to hang a little left and go down onto the banks of the river
1: ah yes of course we've got to visit paul and ollie and co Yes. Um, Although you'll probably get lost trying to find it. (laughs) We have several times. This is Hillwood Distillery. Hillwood.
0: Now, they are another smaller one. Um, They're in the uh, Sandy Grey vein. You need to sort of book ahead, and they're just in a back shed, but they're absolutely excellent blokes, and they make some of the most incredibly dark Mm. whiskey that we've ever seen. Colour and flavour. It's uh, very impressive. Yeah.
1: Speak of little... um, in back shed distilleries, the next stop is one of our absolute favourites. Keep heading past sort of, there's not much up in the north. Don't go to Georgetown. Don't go to Bridgeport. Oh,
0: past, past Piper's, Piper's Brook. Yeah,
1: you can go up the Piper's Way. That's it. There's a few more um, impressive vineyards. There's Jans out there. There's um, I quite like Synapius. Hmm. And uh, keep heading up in the middle of nowhere, a little town called Lulworth or more affectionately known as Fanny's Bay.
0: Matt and Julie Cooper are some of the loveliest people you'll meet. Um, Irene across the road as well, who uh, is their official um, tasting uh, guru Mm. and uh, uh, media manager. Lovely people. They they have a another back shed distiller. Hugely knowledgeable. Lovely to meet.
1: Yeah. Now let's keep heading towards Bridport. There's actually, um, if you like golf, Bridport is the place to go.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's a there's a very famous golf course up that way.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, two courses now side by side. There's Barnbeagle and Lost Farm. Mm. Now let's uh, let's keep going around the top, shall we? And um, let's go all the way around the northeast corner and start heading down. Yeah,
0: through through Scottsdale's sort of region. Go up to um, greater um. Go through go through Derby. Actually, if you like yeah. mountain
1: biking, Derby is the place to go.
0: Yeah, mountain biking has taken off in Tasmania um, recently. Um, there's a lot of different tracks getting built. Um, Derby is one of the most famous. Mm. So yeah, get it, get out there, mm. go go uh, ride the trails. Check out the forestry operations in the area that are causing so much consternation. <laughs> um. Yeah,
1: and uh, keep heading out um, towards the coast. You might head past Pine Ghana. Mm. Quite a popular destination, if you like artisan cheese, some of the best cheddar. Cheese. Cheddar in the state comes from Pine Garner Dairy. A very,
0: very nice cloth-bound cheddar. Mm, indeed. Um, and yeah, if, if you're sort of up in that north northeastern section of uh, the east coast, um, Bay of Fires has been mm. named in a few polls as sort of one of the most spectacular places in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. so the little coastal...
1: Area absolutely
0: stunning up there. Head, keep heading down the coast. Um, pass through Snellens or
1: St. Helens to everyone yeah. else.
0: Get a get a crayfish there if you're about it. Yeah. Um, and, I don't uh, think there's a uh, there's a distillery there, but I used to have a shack. So. <laughs> Excellent, that's all that
1: matters. That's all um, that there is. There's a distillery not too far away though. If you go past Iron House,
0: hmm, indeed. Keeping heading down the coast. It's heading down towards Bishno yep. or Bichino as we like to call it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there is actually a new distillery in Bishno just yeah. opened
0: up. Uh, Warbs
1: Warbs Harbour, Warbs Harbour, which we, we think haven- it, that's how you say it, Warbs yeah. Warbs. Where um, we haven't been there yet it is on very high on the to-do list.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a coastal distillery. Mm. Absolutely, it's like right, right down on the coast in Bishno. And mm. um, while you're in Bishno, go check out the blowhole. Yep, there. Um, and uh, Douglas Apsley National Park. There's yeah, a, absolutely a stunning. beautiful um, gorge. Yeah, yeah Waterhole and Gorge up that way. Yep,
1: and then once you're past bishano the next obvious spot, and this is compulsory, you have to hit up
0: Fresno Peninsula absolutely beautiful area
1: the view of the hazards these five mountains in this range on the peninsula is one of the most stunning sights in the entire state we, ha-
0: we have bagged ourselves the entire set of hazards yep. we have climbed climb every mountain beach. and of course climb one of them. every mountain
1: yes and of course from the top you get views of the world famous one
0: glass bay yeah, it's, it's pretty stunning mm. um, Have some oysters while you're down that way mm-hmm. um, Drop into a couple of wineries um, Devil's yeah. Corner is particularly Devil's famous Devil's Corner is you, the, um, the big one If you've been watching Master Shit You probably um, saw them cooking some oysters at Devil's Corner
1: Yeah, they've got a fantastic view um, But also there's some just really nice sort of feeling cellar doors around there Springvale, also Milton, also Craigie No. I can mm. recommend all of those Yeah, let's let's keep heading south through Swansea, and yeah, keeping heading down the coast, you'll eventually get to Orford. Um, There's a lovely Mariah Island, which you can do Mm. some great day
0: trips on. Take the boat over. It's a national park. It's also got some old convict um, heritage ruins there.
1: That's it. But also in Orford is Spring Bay Distillery.
0: Yeah, uh, or part of. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's it's a two part of it. yeah. Yeah, it's a two part distillery. Um, Cam. Cam will uh, show you a good time there. Yeah, well, Susie, it's easy. Yeah, it's got some really interesting barrels in there too. Yep.
1: Yeah, and then it's um. Time to head south. You'll head through the sort of Coal River region on your way. There's, an, again, it's one of the most famous wine regions of Tassie. Pooley is my number one pick going through there. Mm. And um, let's head out to another peninsula, another really famous one. The Tasman. Yeah, um, home to the world-famous Port Arthur.
0: Well, actually, and- let, let's let's cross two peninsulas, because there's the Forester Peninsula mm. first, and then you go through Eagle Hawk Neck, yeah. the famous, the famous uh, point where they had what was... Known as the uh, dog line, um, where you uh, had dogs chained in a series across this line back in the convict days, and they were meant to stop um, it any was the narrowest point of yeah. this uh,
1: convict penal colony. And the um the remnants of that penal colony is still there, and that's what people go and visit mm. at Port Arthur. Incredible old
0: buildings. Yeah,
1: nice. Well, there's also a distillery down here as well, McHenry Distillery.
0: Yeah, a very Scottish style distillery. It's mm. the well. It was, it's one of the most southerly distilleries in the world. Mm. I think there's probably some ones in New Zealand that are maybe a bit further down yeah. now. But and if you're lucky, you can go and stay up in the Bothy that sits right on top of the hill.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, there's some really it's bloody cold up there, but really it's, impressive accommodation mm. um, up there. And Ted and I've been lucky enough to stay um, and spend an evening chatting with with Bill McHenry.
0: When you're looping back up from the Tasman, come through Richmond, mm. historic Richmond. It's got, um, I think, is it the oldest bridge in Australia? There,
1: I think they claimed it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll it's be- also got a, a new uh whiskey tasting room, a little bar bottle
1: shop thing that's opened up by the Drinks Taz um crew. And um, yeah, we definitely have to check that one out Just as well. Just on the
0: outskirts of Richmond, as well as Kalara Distillery, yep. um, Christy yeah, sure. Booth
1: And then you get back to this sort of yeah, industrial region of outer Hobart called Cambridge. Mm. And um, weirdly enough, it's home to two of the most famous distilleries uh in Tasmania,
0: yeah. Uh, one of them is a distillery that really, I suppose, put Tasmania on the map. Sullivan's Cove. Mm. When, when they released HH525 and it won the uh, World Whiskey Awards and everyone sort of started taking notice of uh, Tasmanian whiskey, yeah, it was, it was such a big moment. They just couldn't keep up with demand. And that's really where the world took notice of Tasmania. But... Also in that region.
1: Yeah, there's this little place called Lark as well. Yeah,
0: the foundation of the modern whisky scene.
1: Though you won't be able to drive in and visit that one. Um, to get there, you have to book a tour from Hobart. So mm. we may as well keep heading off to Hobart. and cross uh, the
0: Tasman Bridge and over to...
1: And over to the western shore of Hobart. And um, yeah, you might want to find somewhere nice to stay. If you're really lashing out, you can stay at maybe beautiful um, historic battery points, mm. um, of which there is another distillery there.
0: Yeah, a very teeny, teeny, tiny
1: teeny, one. Teeny, tiny one. Battery Point Distillery at the back of the Lena, is it Lena Hotel.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Jack
1: Lark. Jack is the distiller out there. And, um, yeah, it's settling because there's plenty to do from Hobart.
0: Yeah. Hobart has got lots and lots of things. What do you recommend, Ted? Just well, I mean, the obvious one is visit uh, Historic Salamanca Market. Yep.
1: See,
0: see all the uh, – go down to Salamanca, see all the old buildings. If you're there on, on the weekend, go to the market. Yeah. Um, Visit that.
1: Head up Mount Wellington, maybe, just for a really nice view yep, out of Head across. up
0: uh, Mount Wellington, K'nani. Uh You could also go to the Lark Cellador.
1: Yes, and that's where the tours leave from.
0: Yeah, the Lark also have a new venture called The Still.
1: Mm, new whiskey bar, which we've still yet to visit. Mm. That's, um, yeah, becoming more and more obvious to me that we need to make it along to that one.
0: Yeah, there's a few breweries in Hobart as well. Yeah. Uh, Hobart Brewing Co. Yeah, it's um, a favourite of ours. Yeah, go go see the um, harbour as well. That's the docks. That's yep. a really interesting area. Um, uh,
1: the Women's Factory for some yeah. historic...
0: Cascades.
1: Mm, another, the other big brewery, the inferior mm. one, because we're good northern boys. Yep. That's it. Um, yeah, but there is no shortage of places to check out. I mean, the casino itself is pretty... Um, yeah, go, go down famous. and see the CAS.
0: Mm. Um, if you keep heading down Tarunaway, you can go see the Shot Tower, mm. which was where they um, made lead shot... So. Yeah, yeah,
1: and if you keep going down that way, you'll get to um, Kingston Blackmans Base of the area, which is south of Hobart, different mm. um, municipality, and um, yeah, you could go and see Jane and Mark at Overeem Distillery.
0: Yeah, Huntingfield Estate area. It's yeah. it's not it's not I suppose the most romantic of areas, but it it does have some of the the best distilleries in the oh, world just in one <laughs> small area. Yeah, we say distilleries. Oh, not I mean? just distilleries. Whiskey Sorry, producers. Whiskey producers. Yes, uh,
1: Hartwoods round the corner. <laughs> Heartwood yeah. Tib. Yep, that's yeah, it. Getting in touch with Tim and see if you can organise a visit. And uh, White Label, of course, as well. Our Contract Distillers right mm. next to Overham.
0: Who are uh, sort of the the official, unofficial, official home of Spirit Thief. Mm,
1: exactly. You get in touch with Brett and you might get to uh, chat about some Spirit Thiefs. Yep. Um, let's keep heading south then, shall we? Um, you could head one direction down the channel and uh, maybe catch another ferry and head to Bruny Island. Um, there's some absolutely amazing views taking a photo at the Neck.
0: Good place to propose if you're and, ever feeling like it. And I've got a
1: 100% success rate with my proposals um, yeah. done at the, at the Neck at sunset.
0: There is a nice, uh, down near Adventure Bay, there's a nice mountain nearby that you can get lost on top of. Oh, yes. I did that once. Nice one.
1: Um, there's an amazing cheese place. There's an um, oyster place around the corner. And of course, there's a really nice whiskey tasting room. Mm. Um, Brittany Island House of Whiskey. Um, the other option going down south is heading down Huin, um, the Huon, where all the apples are grown.
0: All the apples, this except the ones that are grown up north. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from all the other apples yeah. in
1: Tasmania, but this is the reason that Tasmania has its reputation as the Apple Isle, or it yeah, did yeah. once upon a time.
0: Um, Willie Smith's cider company is down that way. They make a cider that we're quite fond of. Um, Charles Oates Distillery, as well, is based out of Willie Smith's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Pagan is another one of my favourite mm. cider venues, just in Signet, and um, yeah, there's lots to explore down south as yeah, well. Yeah. Lots, lots some, of
0: lots of some cool- tall trees and. Kooky little funky, yeah, hippie-ish towns. sort of towns. Yeah. yeah,
1: there is plenty to do down south. But, um,
0: uh... Mount Field's National Park. If you want to go uh, check out uh, that down there, if you're really committed and you really want to go see the the true Tasmania you can head down into the Southwest uh, National Park, and which we'll s- never see you again. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, Going to go
1: Tasmanian tiger hunting down that yeah, way? Yeah, that's
0: that's Tasmanian Cannibal Territory. Yeah, yeah. Alexander <laughs> Pierce Country.
1: Uh, indeed. So yeah. let's head back up north through Hobart again. Let's start heading sort of west through Hobart. Um, there's, there's Hobart Distillery that you can go and visit on that sort of Muna way.
0: Yep. Go see John... Um, yeah. um, Great. Little Taylor and spot. Smith is a is another little one through Should there. Not got
1: to make it to yet. And then yeah, head out sort of follow the Derwent River all mm. the way to Derwent Distillery.
0: Yeah, we've got we've got sort of two forks that we can go here. But let's keep heading up the uh, heading up the Derwent. Check out uh, see Robbie and Emma at Derwent Distillery.
1: Yeah, that's uh, the... maybe get in touch with those ones those guys as well because they're not open every day. But they will be
0: um, if we keep heading further up the Derwent. We get to a place called Ooze. Great name. Great O's. name. It's very romantically named. But the place that's just uh, south of it, Lorenia State, mm. um, a lot of people might have seen that on MasterChef uh, recently as well. Absolutely horrified to see the contestants just glugging bottles of extremely ra- rare, extremely rare Lorraine whiskey <laughs> into their cooking pots.
1: Literally, when we were there, we got maybe half a dram to taste their whiskey because they had that little whiskey there. Yeah, and, and here's, here's the
0: MasterChef people just. go, <laughs> Yeah, it's probably worth it. I reckon they're probably going to see a few people on their doorstep.
1: I expect so. And for for a place that's in the middle of nowhere, they probably need that sort of thing. But um, then head back to the sort of the main highway again, and there's quite a. There's a plethora of places to visit on the next little while.
0: Yeah, so there was Sheen. Yes, there was Sheen. There was Sheen, (laughs) but Sheen is no more. No. What is in its place is what we think is probably going to be the new sort of big tourist home of Lark. Distilling. Yep.
1: So they've taken over. The and House that, of Lark. Yeah, and that's just outside of Pontville. Or, yeah,
0: if you, actually, if you're looking for somewhere to stay, because we've done this a couple of times, I'd mm. like to recommend Lithgow's Row Colonial Cottages. Lawrence yep. is a very good host.
1: And particularly as he picked us up the second time we stayed there when we needed a lift back, which was
0: and you can, much uh, appreciated. You can go to the uh, Pontville pub just across the road and have yep. a uh, yeah bit of a bit of a drunken dinner.
1: <laughs> yes, I vaguely remember the last one that I had there.
0: Do you? Do you
1: really? I remember ordering. I don't remember. Mm. Anyway. um, You were
0: quite quite enthusiastic, I will say that.
1: (laughs) Keep heading north and you get to Old Kempton Mm. um, distillery outside the town of Kempton.
0: Old Kempton used to be known as Redlands, used to be a a property called Redlands, which was uh, back further down in the uh, Dermot region, Um, but then they had to move. And they yeah, transformed into OKD. Mm,
1: yeah, Dysart House and beautiful Salador. Mm. They keep heading north and um is is not necessarily up and running again, but it's definitely one of the places you need to check out if you're able to is Belgrove Distillery.
0: Oh, it is it is just <laughs> it's
1: an experience. It's unlike anything else. Yeah,
0: Pete Pete is an absolute legend. Yep. And the Belgrove rye whiskey, because yep. that's that's their shtick, they do rye, is just so different,
1: and then yeah, there is just a just a little teensy, tiny distillery a bit further north in Oatlands. Um, mm. You might miss this one. Um, it's uh <laughs> it's pretty 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 small, and uh, just just you know the new kids on the block.
0: They've they've been keeping a very low social media presence.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about Callington Mill, um, oh my the God. the new
0: titans of Tasmania whiskey. Titans is a good word. It's, mm. that. It, the, it's incredible. Like we we actually haven't been inside to properly see it yeah but yeah we've the, scouted the, it the buildings lot. are stunning they tie really well with the um the locals of historic mm. area and it's just yeah
1: yeah but no that one is going to be one of the must sees of tasmania whiskey
0: if we want to make a bit of a side trip um the bad boy of tasmanian distilling bad to the bone bad bad to the bone nant Ah, yes, of course. Go up to Bothwell. Bothwell has uh, Ratho Golf Course. Yeah. Australia's uh, uh, oldest, oldest golf course. as well. Um, yeah. There's
1: Tartan Street Signs. Um, yeah, no, Nant is beautiful though, but um, gosh, we haven't been there for a very long time. I kind of forget that it's there a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can continue heading up through the sort of Midlands if you go that way, through the, um, through the lakes region. Yeah, it's quite a beautiful. Highlands, the Highlands You'll Highway. end up in Deloraine and there's, um, there's a few distilleries that you can sort of branch off from Deloraine. Um, there's new Western
0: Tiers which we're still yet mm. to visit. Bogan Road, Bogan
1: Road, just outside of that direction. Um, another one. They do the Taz Whiskey selectors as well.
0: Deloraine is a nice town to visit, though. It's it's very sort of artsy and craftsy.
1: That's it, and um, you know, take a, a scenic route with Whiskey waffle, and um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you can head off to um, head off to Cradle Mountain. Yeah, I think I think that's
0: that's definitely should be on the itinerary. Get up to um, majestic Cradle, go that's for a it. walk around Dove Lake. So from Cradle, keep heading a bit further. Um, Northwest, up to the coast, to the historic town of Stanley, which is on it's on a little peninsula, and go visit uh, our friends Sam and Louise at the Angel Share.
1: Yeah, no, just an exclusively Tasmanian whiskey bar and local produce. They have local. some
0: pretty stunning whiskey there. Very Louis, impressive. Louise sort of has a very good uh, palate for the whiskey and is very, very selective on what she likes so yeah.
1: uh, And head back past Table Cape and you'll get to visit the new Alchemia Distillery. Mm. Um, Ted and I are going to visit these guys very
0: soon, so we'll report back. And then you will come to... The highlight of your trip. Indeed. (laughs) The jewel of Tasmania's (laughs) towns. Um, We are, of course, referring to... Penguin. No. um, (laughs) uh, There is a good brewery in
1: Penguin, though. Indeed, indeed. So, referring to our hometown of Burnie. Yes. Next stop on the list. Way better than
0: Devonport. Saving saving the best till last.
1: Yep. So, yeah, we reach Burnie. And of course, Burnie, um, as we mentioned in the intro, does have a fairly famous distillery in Helliers Road. Also got another one on the way, according to uh, Conzie. Yep. And, you know,
0: it's a nice beach. Yeah. There's, I, I will say that there are some local icons in the area with a C, not a K. Yes, two lads that you may be familiar with. Ah, oh, yes. Vaguely,
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Drop us a line. We'll meet up at Helly's Road and we'll go for a dram.
0: Yeah, Whiskey Waffle. Um, we should also give a shout out to our friend Andrew, who's uh, recently started up Communion Brewing. Yep,
1: yeah, yeah. No, great little brew pub and, yeah, community hub, I feel. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, feel free to cruise through and take your photo with a big penguin. Um, have a look at a clock tower in Olverston and then just, yeah, cruise back to Devonport and uh, jump on the Spirit and then sit there with all your... Luggage clinking with all the bottles you purchased, and oh my consider God, so many bottles. <laughs> consider the good times that you had.
0: I think I think if you're doing this trip, you really need to consider bringing a caravan, <laughs> um, because you need somewhere to store all the bottles that you're going to buy. You're
1: not wrong, Teddy Boy. You're not wrong. How, do, how long do you reckon it take to do this trip?
0: I would like. Uh, see, here, here's months. the problem. You've, you've got to be able to drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is it. Bring a bring a significant other that doesn't like whiskey and uh, yeah. <laughs> give them the car keys.
0: That's it. For, mm. Force them to sort of go to all the distilleries <laughs> that you want to go to, and other things that they want to do. Yeah, yeah, about that.
1: Yes, no, it's probably probably quite an extravagant trip, but uh, it would be a fun one, wouldn't it?
0: No, what would really make it extravagant if, <laughs> is if while you were down on uh, Freycinet, you stayed at Sapphire, uh, yes. which is just for context, it's one of like the the best hotels in the world. And it's like a couple of grand a night to stay there. Mm. So
1: yeah, yeah, and just in terms of the natural beauty and the yeah.
0: scenery, that's extravagant.
1: So if Tourism Tasmania wants to sponsor us to do this trip to promote it to the world, um, just get in touch. Mm. Um, our bank account details will um, forward you, so you can uh, fill them up, and we'll um, we'll document it for you.
0: Mm. So anyway, everyone who is coming down for Tas Whiskey Week, you now have an itinerary set.
1: Yes, or at least things to. Cherry pick from.
0: Interesting fact: I fell over and scummed my knee in the old hospital there. I thought, the, you, said, I thought you said interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the whiskey. So
1: it's review time on Whiskey Waffle, and Tea Trout is going to be proud. Oh, I loved that rhyme. <laughs> so Terence, the robot of ultimate destruction, or Joel as he's known to his friends. <laughs> Um, he um he always criticized us for not really paying enough attention to bourbon. So today we're reviewing a bourbon. We're getting Bourbonaceous, buddy. <laughs> um although I'm actually slightly concerned that he won't be proud because he hasn't heard what we've got to say about it yet. Mm. So, yeah, so the bourbon in question. Uh, Do tell. Do yes, tell. I shall. It shall. It's um it's Gosh, I quite like this bottle, I just got to say. It is, um, it is
0: very satisfying. It looks like um, like a potion bottle.
1: Mm. It's a bit like this distillery's other bottles, but just fatter and squatter.
0: Yeah, that sounds like me, really.
1: Yeah, basically. You're like other other humans.
0: Fatter <laughs> <laughs> and squatter.
1: Yes. No, this is a Woodford Reserve release, mm. but it's not their regular one. So they did this series called Barrel Finish Select. Um, and they would do different barrel finishes. Those words mean things. What yeah. do they mean in combination, though? Um, as in, like, we discovered recently about when we were doing our episode on, on finishing mm. um, that bourbons are allowed to be finished in other casks. They have okay. to be matured for okay. the bulk okay. of their maturation in brand-new American oak, mm. but they can be finished. Um, so they did different finishes in a rum or in a in a wine barrel or whatever. This one, get this, <laughs> okay. after spending its initial period of maturation um, in virgin American oak
0: barrels... Okay, okay, so that... that- Virgin American oak barrels that that equals bourbon yes
1: um it's it was finished in virgin American oak barrels
0: Wait wait virgin American oak barrels equals bourbon <laughs> but virgin American oak barrels equals bourbons it,
1: it, it's bourbonception <laughs> bourbon squared I like to think of it so they've taken a bourbon and they've tried to make it even more bourbony um, it's called the double oaked not double oak double oaked. I like the past tense. Um, And, yeah, the color is really giving away the fact that this has really copped some virgin oak goodness or or badness. It's so dark. It's so dark. Like, it's... So nice. So nice. It's, It's like a, yeah, dark chocolatey sort of a... Thing yes, so it looks like it should be like the the heaviest oloroso finish, but no, this is simply American oak. The initial one, um, their usual sort of combination of um, you know, charred and and toasted. The second barrel was heavily toasted, but only lightly charred. Yeah, and I think that the difference between sort of char and Toast is a whole conversation in itself, but you think about um sort of heating it in an oven that's the toast and then setting it on fire that's the char. Right. So, lightly charred, heavily toasted. Otherwise, it's just the regular Woodford spirit. This one's been <clears throat> brought down to 43.2%. Not and, bad. Yeah. Does it,
0: did it, I forget? Did it have an age on it?
1: Uh, no. No, it's just a it's a Kentucky straight bourbon, so therefore it has to be a minimum of 2 years. Yep. Um, but that is all the stats we're given. Actually, if you do want some stats, I can tell you a bit about Woodfields. Oh, I'd like stats. So as we know bourbon is not just one single grain. Um it's a it's a blend or a mash bill as they call it in America. Yeah. Um and of course it has to be more than 50% corn. In this case, it's 72% corn. Okay. 18% rye mm. and 10% malted barley. Okay, okay.
0: So that's their famous Woodford's mash bill. We're a bit heavy on the rye. I think, though, that on the nose, that 72% corn is very evident. Yeah. There is there is a big old sweet note there.
1: It's It's corn is in the sense of popcorn that's had like... Toffee or honey or whatever mm. Covered all over it There's a lot of honeycomb There's a lot of sweet Gooey stuff that- it,
0: it, it really is that uh, I can only describe it As bourbon sweetness Yeah it. But It's got a particular Bourbon has this particular Note to it that-
1: Now Let's get this out of the way To start with. Does it <laughs> Does it smell like bourbon? <clears throat> yes <laughs> We're famous for saying that all bourbons taste like bourbon, all bourbons therefore smell like bourbon. But, I mean, there's no mistaking this comes out of the state of Kentucky.
0: Yeah, there is a certain bourbonosity to it. There is.
1: And I'd say that this is amped up, and yet some of that bourbon to the nth degree nature of it actually pushes in a slightly different direction as well, which is curious.
0: You know what? What? I think that there is a certain maple baconness to this.
1: Yeah, um... You're not wrong because the maple's easy to find. Or to put
0: it into more American context: syrup, Mm. syrup on uh, pancakes, on flapjacks,
1: (laughs) syrup on flapjacks,
0: hotcakes, hotcakes with a bit of bacon. Yeah. Um, No, you're
1: not wrong because the 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 syrup is easy to find Mm. um, because of the extremity of the nose. Like, I mean, obviously there's there's wood. Context there, but it never comes across as astringent. Wood never comes across as over oaked, even though it is double oaked. That's not what it smells like. It just smells. Gooey. I do get your um caramel popcorn though. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It smells. It. It smells quite decadent for a bourbon. If there's a bit that's of all. um golden syrup in there too.
0: Yeah. I. I will put it out there. I quite like the nose.
1: Yeah. There's no mistaking what it is, but it's they've they've it's um, just taken all that bourbonness and just played with it. They, they've um,
0: they've sort of doubled their chips on the table. Mm, that's it. But luckily, they've put them on the right number. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, that's it. Well, we better have a sip.
0: Oh, oh. Wait, mm. wait, 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 wait. Wait, no. Hold mm. on, hold on, wait. No. Yes. Yes. It. You know what that tastes like? <laughs> Does it start with a B? Yes. And end <laughs> with urban? Yes. <laughs> it's a...
1: Um, Bloody urban whiskey. It is. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it tastes like bourbon. It does taste like bourbon.
0: Right, well, that's that solved it. It tastes like every other one that we've had.
1: <laughs> A lot of people talk about bourbon having this cherry characteristic, and I've never really fully mm. got that, but I can sort of see where they're coming from when you say cherry. It's almost leaning towards that medicinal... Oh, I think it's leaning thing.
0: towards cherry ripe. Mm. I think there's a bit of dark chocolate and coconut in there as well.
1: Yeah, actually, you're not wrong,
0: for, um Damn straight, I'm not. Yeah, no. I respects my opinions. There's
1: there's chocolate, and I'm going to go searching for the coconut now. There's definitely chocolate. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. I think the coconut comes from that that really oaky thing that is definitely factored mm. in there.
0: Coconut. Coconut. <laughs> 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 Love it.
1: Yep. Um, this is chocolate coconut cherry. Yeah. Mm. I mean, cherry ripe's a, a perfect description. It's not
0: unpleasant, is it? Mm. It's not too harsh on the palate, actually.
1: No. And that's... You think that there's got to be the danger of that when you're just mm. cramming all this wood into this very small space.
0: Oh! Let loose, it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I went there. I know how
0: that feels. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, no, there's got to be a danger that you're going to get this astringent, undrinkable mess. But mm. yeah, it's just taken on all this extra bourboniness, Have and maybe used... maybe they've been clever with the, the the char versus the toast mm. to um, ensure that it doesn't get too much.
0: That's it, and maybe they've used good wood for this release as well.
1: Mm. It's an expensive business too, because if you think about it, you know you're using two brand new barrels. Mm. This, these are now barrels that you can never use again to make bourbon
0: with, mm. because but they've you can already sell been, them to the Scots. Well, this is and the Australians and twice the Japanese as much stuff and, to sell and all those other world, people. Yeah. I I actually like this. It's
1: it's going down quite pleasantly. Yeah, I think after one dram, I'm going to be like, yep. I'm I'm done with that. That's
0: that's good. But I'd say so too. But I've I've got a few bourbons at home, and I would say this. Yeah, this is definitely on the upper end of where those ones sit. So yeah,
1: I think it just has a bit of a sort of um, bourbon novelty about it. Like it's just taken. It's like a caricature, mm. like a funny picture of bourbon. It's just exaggerated all the features. Yeah, it's it's got a large hat and a bulbous nose. And we're smelling it for a while.
0: I like the color. I like the nose. I like the taste. Mm. What don't I like about this? <laughs> it's well, not much, really.
1: No, I mean, for a bourbon, like, mm. you know,
0: it, it is what it is, and it's very pleasant. Mm. All right. Well, this is a review, mm. and we must put some numbers on it. Yep. I I think it's a very high three stars.
1: Uh, yeah, I've, I, there's a disadvantage for bourbon, is yeah, like, What I, does a bourbon have to be to be four stars or more?
0: Well, that... Pappy Van Winkles that we had, mm, that yeah. was definitely a four-star bourbon. Yeah. But that was also a 21-year-old or 20-year-old yeah. um, rare bourbon. I so. actually quite like the percentage that it sits at. Um, weirdly,
1: I, I thought I'd find myself pining for a bit more, um, you know, like a 48 or something like that, but um, it probably sits quite nicely at this percent, so I think it's quite a nicely made Uh, whiskey in that Mm. sense that's quite balanced it just yeah I guess what I'm looking for is something to get me a bit more excited
0: I like the cherry ripe in there I like cherry ripe in general so look this this is I think this is the three star bourbon with a secret uh, fourth star out the back room
1: (laughs) yeah well this is it if we were bourbon banter then uh, Mm. it'd be a four for whiskey waffle there's just a lot of four star whiskeys that that just a little bit better than this one I'm afraid Mm. yeah that's not to its discredit
0: yeah. Look, high three stars. Yeah. T. Trout, come fight us, bro. Well, I don't
1: know. We've been quite positive mm. towards the bourbon. I think he's probably going to come and give us a hug. Mm. <laughs> but you know, have have you tried the Woodford Reserve Double Oaks, Both T. Trout and the general ooh, ooh, public. Oh, 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 oh. yes, Ted. I have. You have. Excellent. Cool. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to ask you your thoughts about it because you've <laughs> just been saying them for the last 10 minutes. So um, yes, but um, the, my favourite thing about it is the concept, like bourbon squared. Double the bourbon. Mm. Let's let's take bourbon and make it even more bourbony. Uh, stick it in another brand new American oak. And bowl. I think
0: the gamble has paid off.
1: Yeah, double the oak, double the fun. Yeah. You think about um sort of heating it in an oven. That's the toast, and then setting it on a fire. That's the toast. Ah.
0: Bourbon finished and a new heavily. Bourbon finished in new, heavily toasted, lightly charred barrels, double Maybe
1: You've been an American shonkaner, <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, here we are. The end of an ep. Let's not uh, let's not dilly dally because we've waffled quite severely throughout the yeah. Course so of I, the could, I
0: could see you wincing every time you hit save on the uh. On the laptop, and the the next sort of major chunk of dialogue was saved down into the computer.
1: You guys at home have no idea how long the uh, original recording segments of these go for before they get edited down.
0: We are whiskey waffle,
1: but this is the danger about podcasting while drinking. <laughs> There's a, a few mm. tangents and a few words stumbling that goes into it, and um, yeah, um. You know, don't regret that at all because basically one of my favorite things about these podcasts is I get to have a, a good night with my with my best friend drinking some drams, and then I get to relive it over the course of the next week or so as I edit it. So
0: and that so that's why you don't like to see me too often. <laughs>
1: this is it. I just spend every night with you anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so what did we talk about this episode? Well, we, we've been all the way around the state, Teddy we Boy. We have been all the way around the state. It was a good trip, mm. and as you said at the time, very cheap. Mm. Highly I recommended.
1: Feel like I've really experienced all those things, including Sapphire.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but seriously, folks, if you do come down to Tasmania, let us know where you go. Yeah, Let us absolutely. know which distilleries you visit. Which, and if you
1: come to Burnie, get in touch.
0: Yeah, which sites you see, and yeah, let's let's go for a drink. Yeah, for um, sure. We also had a little chat about the Woodford's Reserve, um, thing cast, double double oak,
1: double oak. We found a bourbon we liked.
0: Bourbon Squared, as you called it. It's got bourbon plus bourbon. (laughs) Indeed. We inducted a new drinking buddy, uh, Nick Cordo, OG-like buddy. I know, after uh, joining us for that Lark adventure, the first whiskey he's
1: going to receive in the mail is a bourbon. (laughs) It's
0: it's taken him this long to get over the hangover. (laughs) That's
1: it. Yeah, no, it's okay because the next month's whiskey, we've got something pretty special planned. We've um, it's actually we've bought it already. It's been sitting here. This is um, mm. yeah, a little bit of a rarer one, and one that we're excited to talk about. So get stay tuned for that, drinking buddies. Yeah, but see what you guys think of the bourbon. Yeah, right mm. then. Well, I think we should wrap things up for now. Mm. Sip on our Claxtons and uh, yeah, call it a night. That
0: definitely sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> I know, right? Basically, Ted, everything we say sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, um, it has been most wonderful waffling with you. Mm. I've enjoyed every minute.
1: Yes, and every hour, <laughs> because that's how long we've been going for. Yep, no, oh, nice one. Um, well, it's good night from him,
0: and it's good night from him.
1: Oh, good. We didn't do the three runnies. Did yeah, uh, three runnies. How many yeah. runnies
0: are there? Yeah, it's good. Well, it's a good night from him, and it's a good night from me. That's the one.
1: <laughs> nice work. And apparently, yeah, there are three runnies now. Well, let's call it and um, say the very important phrase keep on waffling. Keep on waffling. Keep on waffling. And good night. Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. I think the coconut comes from that that really oaky thing that is definitely factored Mm. in there.
0: (laughs) Oakenut. (laughs) Oakenut.